Hey everyone, welcome back to Represent Asian. I hope you're all doing well on this lovely day or night wherever you are. I know I am because I have a super special guest. The ketchup to my mustard when I was blonde for those couple of days. Christine Yu! Hi! <laughs> Christine is such a close friend of mine. And ironically, I feel like we got even closer during quarantine. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. <laughs> so, Christine, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Christine Yu. I'm 19. I'm half Vietnamese, half Taiwanese, and I'm a theater major and hopefully a visual effects minor in Dodge one day, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm rooting for you. Thank you. I've not, you I have it. not you applied yet. I have to like create my portfolio <laughs> and everything. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's okay. You can do it. <laughs> okay. So why don't we dive right in? And we're going to do a little interview portion. Um, I'm going to ask, I don't know, a couple questions. <laughs> so Christine, what was your experience like growing up in Vietnam? Because you're um, Vietnamese and Taiwanese. Yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah I am. Um, I grew up in Vietnam, and I went to a British international school. Um, British. Yeah, British. Nope, I'm not gonna do an <laughs> accent. <laughs> We're not gonna do the accent right now. Honestly, throughout most of our calls, we've always just like played around with accents all the time. Um, I feel like when I grew up in Vietnam, I felt a little bit like an alien. Because uh, one thing's for sure is that I, I I didn't go to a public school, so I never learned the language or culture or history in school. I only had like tutoring mm -hmm. lessons at home, but I stopped at a very young age um, because my teacher went enough to get married, and my mom just never bothered to hire another tutor. Oh, <laughs> oh, I <know>. tea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. We, we, I just never continued learning the language. So I just mostly learned um, by speaking with my mom or my friends. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I'm I'm lucky that my mom is fluent in Vietnamese and English and Mandarin and French and bitter Russian because she's that talented. Um, but what that your mom's so cool. I, I know. I honestly. <laughs> By the way, my mom's a violinist, so there's also sh she's also an artist. I got that. Gene. She also speaks the language of music. Oh, just, oh, she <laughs> is just so talented. How come we we like my siblings? I how come we never got those genes? Oh no! Stop <laughs> it! You are so talented. Stop it! Uh, stop uh, it! Uh, st stop it! Stop it! I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just boasting my mom. She's just goddamn talented. Anywho. Um, because she is so fluent in English, um, I didn't practice that much Vietnamese with her, to be honest. So I struggled quite a bit. Um, I always had like I, my friends um, going with me to places, and if I need something translated, they'll translate for me. So internally, <laughs> I always felt so guilty and like embarrassed. But they knew me enough to know like I, I'm I'm like I'm like comfortable around them, so I didn't feel as embarrassed over time but it's, it's still like you know I, I wish i knew the language a little better but anywho <laughs> um it's okay it's fine um dude that's me with mandarin <laughs> like okay no well, what's funny I is that i actually but what, what's funny is that i actually grew up in 
Vietnam, but I was never fluent in Vietnamese. So it sucks. Like all my friends are like, dude, you grew up in Vietnam. How did you how do you not know the language by now? I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, you're totally Dude, okay. Um <laughs> when I first Okay. Story time. Mm-hmm. Freshman year first semester. You were like the best one <laughs> in the class. Like I'm not even kidding. Like we talked about this before and I'm gonna say it again. You were like the most fluent one and then i was just kind of like oh sh- oh i can't swear i was like oh oh she was like lao shu was like oh we have to write you have to write the character on the board and i was like oh <laughs> okay i'm gonna try my best but i'm gonna see fail. that's because my dad is fully taiwanese and since i'm half like i did i did um go to taiwan like once or twice a year um but that meant there was like really high expectations of me knowing the language because I had a, a Taiwanese tutor as well, so I did mm-hmm. learn um, Mandarin at home. But my vocabulary was so whack, extremely <laughs> whack. <laughs> grammar was okay because let's be honest, like Chinese grammar, it's not too too bad. Like yeah, in compare like in comparison to like romantic romance is it romance language or romantic language like french and spanish and italian romantic languages romantic languages yeah because they have like conjugations whereas mandarin does not so Mm -hmm. it made it a lot easier i I don't know man i like really want to learn korean but at the same time (laughs) moving on um (laughs) to tie into the previous question what was it like for you coming to Chapman and like experiencing the different cultures? Because I'm sure there has to be. There had to be. Yeah. Something, so like. okay, it's not that I haven't been to the states before, but actually settling in California felt really, really different. I'd say that having mm-hmm. been educated in a British like international curriculum throughout my entire like school years before college already exposed me to some aspects of like the Western culture. For example. Um, I took sociology in high school and I learned about um, policies and stuff in the UK and like customs there and just like the norms and values of um, British culture which is technically Western culture so it, it wasn't completely new to me until I actually experienced it myself I'd say mm-hmm. it there were some aspects were quite difficult to adapt to but it didn't clash too much with what I was already used to I one thing I definitely found like pretty nice to hear is that when I came to the states like anytime I come to the states and I talk to strangers or something there'd be like wait are you from here like oh my god you're you're from Asia I'm like yes it's like you, <laughs> you sound so American I'm like yes <laughs> Girl, I thought you were Asian American. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I know. Even so I was so like, even sometimes I think I'm Asian American. <laughs> no, I I was like so surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I know. I don't have. Yeah. I don't have, like, a Vietnamese or Taiwanese accent at all. I go to shops and I talk to like the shopkeeper or something. They're like, are you? You sound like an ABC, like an was it Asian American? Oh, sorry, American, American born Chinese. American born Chinese. Sorry, I don't. 
I don't know what the words. Oh, you're totally yeah. fine. American too much slang. Too too many slangs. <laughs> too much too many slangs. Too many slangs. <laughs> yeah, they all thought that I was like ABC. I was like, I I wish that would make more sense, but unfortunately, no. I'm purely no. Asian. Who went to a British school? Basically, I formed. I had an American accent throughout my whole life. I've never. I don't. Uh-huh. Th- I don't think I've ever once had like any form of an like, Asian accent, which is pretty sad. <laughs> Especially when I meet no. when I meet when I meet locals, it's pretty funny. Like they're like, "Are you're not from here? Are you like I? I'm from here. I just don't <laughs> sound like I'm from here." <laughs> I mean, you can't blame that on anything though, because you went to an international school. I guess I think so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I th- I think my parents were just too easygoing on like my like me and my siblings when it came to languages and knowing our culture, because they just accepted the fact that we were really fluent in English and we went to an international school, so we were never like placed in a public school. I I think my sister maybe did. Or like my brother, but definitely not me for sure. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're still from there. Like, I know it's hard though, cause, dude, when I came back to America, I was like what four years old. Mm-hmm. I had a Chinese accent. Like, I would sing my ABCs like, Abasada. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and I didn't know how to speak English. So my mom would ask me something and I'd be like, Inai! <laughs> like, I'd be like, Buyao! Like, I used to speak Cantonese. I used to speak Cantonese, but I've lost all of that. Oh my god, I would actually so. love to learn Cantonese. Every time I hear Cantonese, okay, like, my dad has some Cantonese um, films that we used to watch when we were younger. And we always heard it like a mixture of Mandarin and Vietnamese. There was like, because the inflections... <laughs> kind of overlapped each other so it sounded like a mm. mash of both and i'm like is this Vietnamese or mandarin he's like no it's cantonese <laughs> like really <laughs> i did not know it wasn't it wasn't cultured enough but you know <laughs> oh my gosh no you're totally fine um okay so i guess a more a more fun question that we decided to include was what are some of your favorite asian foods or snacks or like drinks Go off as a as a <laughs> go as off. an authentic Taiwanese, definitely beef noodle soup. Uh, mm-hmm. s- drinks wise, of course, bubble tea, because who doesn't love that? I think the whole world is <laughs> obsessed. Obsessed. The whole world is obsessed, obsessed at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess in terms of more like traditional dishes, yeah, for for sure, beef noodle soup. Vietnamese food would be pho. Um, I sound so uh, so sounds so white when I say that, but I'm not pho. <laughs> At least you're not saying pho. Pho. Oh my god, I can't. I still can't believe that there are some people who still say pho. <laughs> kind of makes me sad, but like chow mein, pho. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we won't go. Oh we we won't. We won't get into that. Anywho, um, we won't get into that. No, this time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This time. Um, I'm trying to. Th- oh my god! On top of my head, uh, shrimp crackers are chef's kiss. <gasps> shrimp crackers. Chef's kiss. Delicious. <laughs> Immaculate. Immaculate. Yes. Um. There's also okay. I I can't really list out all of them, but 
if you were to go to a Taiwanese night market, pretty much all of them are just delicious. You haven't ha- if you if you want to experience the the whole like if you want to experience Taiwan, <laughs> you have to you definitely have to go to um, Taiwanese night markets. Absolute must for sure. Nice. Highly recommended. <laughs> Highly recommended. Okay, well, moving on, um, Christine. So you're a theater major. Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> I oh, my, I'm like so interested in that. I don't know. It just sounds so cool. What's it like being a theater major? I think when I first came into Chapman, like during O week, especially, mm-hmm. I was already pretty overwhelmed. When we were just like <laughs> simply introducing ourselves to each other and like talking about oh the, all the the plays we did in high school and just things like that I, for me i'm like i cannot relate that much to be honest because really because i mean let's be honest like a country like an asian country like vietnam theater mm-hmm. like the, the field of theater doesn't really thrive as much mm. as like in comparison to business or stem majors it's the the Asian expectation. I'll say that. So yeah. I, so when I graduated high school, I was the only theater kid there. Everyone else was either science, business, or I mean, even for arts wise, it'd be like um, fine. Not, sorry, visual arts, not fine arts. Visual arts like painting and photography and all that, which is still amazing. But I did sometimes feel a bit alone in a in a sense just because I was the only one um mm-hmm. as I was the only theater kid but like my theater experience in high school wasn't the greatest to be honest um kind of like low budget plays um even the audience weren't that interested honestly most most of the adults were parents of the kids involved in the plays who just purely want to come to the performance just to see their kid and then leave afterwards or something that was literally my parents they asked me what time do i come on i'm like mom dad i'm i'm a character i don't know what time i come on it's like okay <laughs> like are you in the first act or second act i'm like uh i i'm in both i'm like okay but should we come a little later i'm like mom dad just come just come the whole just thing. come watch the whole thing <laughs> But also at the same time, like my dad wouldn't understand it because mm. he doesn't speak English, and a lot of the parents mm. just didn't know enough, like plays, things like that. Like they didn't understand Shakespeare. No one did except kids who just who just react more to the actions that you're doing. Like most of the plays we did of of Shakespeare were comedy, and they just react to us being stupid really to be honest but they would never understand what we're saying so it was pretty hard so coming to the states um being surrounded by extremely talented people it did feel really really overwhelming at first but over time i kind of learned to really think for myself a little more like of course everyone comes from different backgrounds and different Mm -hmm. um levels of experience and so that did comfort me a little and to know that I'm not alone in 
that kind of situation did make me feel better. Um, Because the major does really make you think outside the box. And um, only being there for one year so far already helped me start discovering what makes me an artist. And I'm still still discovering um, different aspects of the, the field and seeing where I really excel but at the same time work on my weaknesses so yeah it's it's a really interesting field to be honest but yeah so moving on what are your future career goals or like what are some things you're passionate about so I'm juggling with different things at the moment um I definitely love performing even though I have stage fright um I also like singing and dancing but I don't think I would pursue any of them as a career. I actually did try to, um, I guess, hold on, let me say that again. I'm like, like, (laughs) it's okay, it's okay. I don't think I would pursue any of them as a career because I did try to take a lot of uh, voice lessons in the past and and dancing classes too, which I would Mm -hmm. do on the side more. I, I, I would yeah. love to take more dancing classes. I get so envious when I see like my friends post, oh my god, we went to this dance studio and then this co- thank you to this co- uh, choreographer. And I'm like, you, you are all so goddamn talented. I want to do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I also love editing videos. That's something I'm very passionate oh, about. Same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, that does, that's why I want to... Um, pursue in doing visual effects minor i'm planning to spend my next semester really building my portfolio for my application um Mm -hmm. that means i need to learn how to use after effects and um improve my skills on premiere pro and just more and just explore more of my creative side and see what i can create um with that being said, my future career goal, I think somewhere in the entertainment industry for sure, I think theater yes. is something I'm still trying to determine if I, if I actually want to pursue that as an actual career or do I want to um, uh, go with plan B, which could be uh, going behind uh, doing behind the scenes stuff of um, maybe theater tech or visual effects just just that in general i'm not sure yet but we'll see we'll see dude i keep saying dude Um, (laughs) it's okay (laughs) it's really so many people like don't know what they want to do yet so you're not alone Mm. you know like it's okay to not have everything figured out but i i love what you want to do though like what you are hoping to pursue oh my gosh thanks do you want to maybe just i mean i know this i know this podcast is kind of just with me but i do want you to talk about yourself a little as well oh my gosh i get so flustered when i talk about myself because i'm just like um (laughs) well basically i want to go into the music industry because i've always been so i'm gonna try to make this fast because it's not about me it's about you um but 
basically, I want to go into the music industry, more behind the scenes stuff because I have too much stage fright and not enough talent. No, okay, stop. That sounded, I heard you no, 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 no. I'm being so I'm being serious though. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my gosh, thank you. I love you. No, but like I don't know. I feel like nowadays you have to be very lucky and you have to be talented. Well, <laughs> I think there are some people that aren't like like YouTubers who try to yeah, make a singing career and mm-hmm. they're just they're like the problematic ones and they they still are very successful. But I just mean like personally i can't really see myself pursuing singing as like an actual career Mm -hmm. so to kind of um still be in music i want to help singers kind of develop their artistry like you need a lot of training with your voice yeah you really need a lot lot of training especially like if you were to ever like perform on stage you need to have like stability that is one of the most crucial things about performing live especially if you have like choreography right like mm-hmm. literally thinking about all of the k-pop groups that we listen to and <laughs> see them perform live how do you guys do all that feet movement that like footwork without like your voice going, uh. <laughs> see that's the thing like i didn't okay i didn't mean to say that i'm not talented enough i just feel like so many people put in so much work that like i've never put into <laughs> if that makes any sense like i've always just done it as a hobby like singing and dancing Mm -hmm. so i don't really see myself doing that if that makes sense that's why i respect k-pop groups who are like (laughs) training for what i don't know forever to just to get to just to debut it's it's amazing and some of them don't even debut which is really sad so it's like yeah, it's a lot. Also, we're going so off topic. I'm so it's sorry. It's okay. <laughs> no, it is really okay. That's why I, because I did, I do want to talk just a little bit about you at least. So it's not everything is about me. Because I do, but I do it want. Is. It's your podcast for right here. No. <laughs> okay, but my podcast is about like interviewing people who I find very inspirational, and I want to oh talk about God, that. Oh my God, I love you. So <laughs> you're you're my inspiration. <laughs> Stop. We're just going to be flirting with each other. Stop it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Stop it. So, Christine, I guess to kind of just... Um, I feel like all these questions kind of tie into each other. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to ask you, what are your proudest accomplishments? Because I feel like we, as people, should acknowledge like what we've accomplished in life more often. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> on top of my head... I got an award in the 11th grade for achieving the highest grade in IT for a Cambridge examination. Now that's she's flexing. That that sounds really cool. Like oh my god, highest grade IT Cambridge. That sounds super amazing, right? No. <laughs> I was no no. <laughs> okay, I am proud of it because I did. I I got that achievement. However. <laughs> It's not a really big pull of students who took the subject, though. To be fair, yeah, I got the highest, but at the same time, if you look at the percentage that I got, it's not that high because this examination was actually very difficult. But mm-hmm. again, in a very small pool of applicants. <laughs> but I'm still quite proud of it. Okay, to- but you still got I it. I still got <laughs> it, but. Okay, I am really proud of it. At the same time, I find it quite funny that highest grade for IT 
it wasn't for something that I actually focused more on, like sociology. <laughs> <laughs> it's IT. It was pretty funny to me, but I'm pretty proud of that, to be fair. Um, there was a time, this was in like 8th or ninth grade, and um, my music teacher was looking for students um, to audition for this solo part in, um, in a choir song. Basically, my teacher is part of a choir group in a church in Vietnam. Okay. And uh, the conductor was basically asking everyone to to go to their school and seek out for students who want to audition for the solo part. And out of all the schools, I got the part. <gasps> I know. I'm actually really okay. Wow. That part. Okay. That wow, one. She that one. Really I is. actually am really proud of. <laughs> no, that's. That's the point of this question. Like, I want you to be proud of stuff that you've done. You know, that's so cool. Okay. Well, to close off our interview, we have one more question, and that is, what do you think people can do in order to bring, you know, more awareness to Asian representation in general? Because I mean, the whole point of my name, the name of my show, is representation. So I just wanna, you know, hear what you have to say about the matter. So this is actually quite a big question. And it's something that's still. It's it's a really big topic for sure. Um, I think media and entertainment definitely it is definitely steering more into the direction of a- Asian representation, and I think that's extremely amazing. But I think we still have to be careful with authentically representing. Um, I would say like if. Okay, if your goal is to represent more cultures, then y- you need to do like thorough research if you want to educate mm-hmm. if you want to educate the mass audience with the culture that you're trying to represent. Like, if not, then what's the point? You know. With with that being said, the entertainment industry not only needs more Asian or Asian artists, but also need more Asian people working behind the scenes, like producers or playwrights, or at least just you know help verify what is the things that are being scripted are they are they culturally correct are the things that they're including actually um mirroring what's happening in society today like in asian society especially um Mm -hmm. i i recently like read an article on jackie chan and he said that he's he's he doesn't want to be in hollywood um, anymore because after Karate Kid, all the scripts that he received were all the same roles, like a Hong Kong policeman. Like he, I've heard, I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. I I found Dude. it pretty sad because Jackie Chan is such a talented actor. He's he should be known. He's so funny. I know. Oh my god, he's so funny. <laughs> I love him so much. But he should be known more than than just a stuntman. You know, stereotype, stereo- stereotype. Yeah, stereotyping actors like this is just like a, like to just one archetype has mm-hmm. limited representation. You know, he felt bored and uh, bored of the genre that he keeps playing in. You know, and he's just trying to explore more roles, which is great. And I think that's yeah. something that should be done with all Asian actors artists like actors actresses singers any of them like just it 
it's definitely a work in progress. I definitely see progression for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But there's still work that needs still to be Still a lot. Put. Also, I would just like to note, I don't understand why they called it the Karate Kid when it was about Kung Fu. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good point. That's a good point. When I was watching the movie, I, I feel like there was something off about the name. I can't quite put my finger on it. It's like, was it that hard to change the title to the Kung Fu Kid? Maybe that what didn't have the same ring to it. There's but Kung like, Fu Panda. Are you going to say Karate like karate 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 <laughs> karate panda <laughs> kung fu panda it you didn't do- make sense it didn't honestly it didn't they should have like <laughs> they didn't i'm go- going close to the mic i'm like uh they did not mention karate like at all in the movie so i don't understand but, <sighs> it's it sucks it's especially really hard you can't bring up these like issues now since they were created like way before these kinds of issues were properly addressed so mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it's pretty hard I'm not gonna lie. it's exhausting <laughs> so um we have like multiple mini topics of the day for this episode because i feel like we just have a lot to discuss (laughs) (laughs) it's just normal conversation yeah we're just like we're just talking um so the first topic is international student life so christine you're an international student (laughs) yes i am and i would you like to oh sorry Oh, no, no, you're good. I was just going to ask, would you like to talk about your experience? Yeah. So, okay, I definitely will say it is not easy. It is not. You go through Mm. a lot of struggles being an international student, being in comparison, just being a resident of the United States. Yeah. Um, I'll say one thing, like, I get, like, applications to U.S. colleges the process, the m- m- amount of money you have to spend, traveling, everything like that is so difficult. It's a long process. The visa process was really overwhelming. I had to go twice because my photo was invalid and I have to... Oh, oh my god, it was, ugh, it was just a whole process. I'm going to get so frustrated with that. But just little small things like that. Um, also, um, when, I fir- when I first came in Chapman... I wasn't 18 then, so even mm-hmm. getting things like a debit card and um, getting signatures from my parents, that was a big struggle because the if I had to sign like a waiver or something, um, Chapman would send an email to my mom, and then every single time my mom would be like, "Honey, what is this?" I'm like, <laughs> "Mom, can you just sign it?" But what is it? Why do I keep getting these emails? I'm like, because I'm not 18 yet. <laughs> it took so it'd be like that it'd be like that for late borns mm-hmm. i was, was a really bad. late born my, my birthday's in october so yeah um because it was so inconvenient for her to do because she would have to print out the form sign the form send a picture to me and then i have to send it to chapman and then i had to ah. i had to get that done within like a couple of days before i had to do something so it was just really hard another thing of course and the time oh my god the time difference too yeah so <laughs> Uh, time difference 
with like PST time and Taiwan or Vietnam would be like 15, 15, like between 14 to 16 hour difference, depending on if it's Mm -hmm. um, daylight saving or not. So that was already quite a struggle. I had to find a good time to call my parents or if I'm waking up, oh, sorry, if they're waking up, I'm about to go to bed. It's just a whole, it's really hard. Um, Also during during term break as well would be quite stressful for me because I would always have to find a place to go to because mm-hmm. during that time um, during my freshman year my sister was in San Francisco so I did have somewhere to go um, but now that she's graduated and she's back in Asia I'm not really sure what's going to happen in the next three years <laughs> <laughs> where am I going to go I don't really um, Dude, we can like rent a place together. <laughs> honestly, because okay, during first year, I know for a fact that everyone was always gonna go home, rather than like mm-hmm. oh spring break trip to somewhere somewhere. So, with uh, already with that, I was already scared. Like oh my god, I'm so happy that my sister is here. Where else yeah. can I go? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Anywho, so. I know Christine wanted to talk about Asian customs for this episode and like celebrations Mm -hmm. and honestly like educate me because I feel like I don't know too much. I honestly think I honestly think I can mostly tell you from a Taiwanese perspective because oh yeah yeah because for my like Vietnamese customs wise it is quite similar but my my mom has been pretty lenient in terms of the customs and stuff like that. My grandparents, too, they're super chill. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, my Vietnamese grandparents. Taiwanese side is a little bit more strict. Like, even, like, Taiwanese, Korean, Japanese, they all have a very similar, like, um, standard of... Sorry, expectations to meet those standards and conform to those customs, like, like adapt to those customs. So, yeah, I'll give an example. Um at the dining table especially with your entire family thing uh things like the youngest which is me i am mostly responsible for setting up the table if it's not set up yet or i have to hand out hand folded tissue to everyone like i it's like two pieces and i have to fold them nicely and then offer it to them and it has to be the oldest first the oldest or the guest first that's ba- okay. it's it's a form of respect basically um things like dishes if it comes to dishes for example if there's more than one fish dish they can't be next to each other i'm not sure what the meaning is it could be just for it to look better but things like that um uh-huh. elderlies <laughs> should always be served first always yes yes for sure that is a very very important aspect of asian culture the oldest always comes first mostly Um, (laughs) most of the time most of the time (laughs) in in terms of like the adults or like the elderly especially yeah Um, this is this one is pretty special and i think it's a really really nice way of like being respectful and just have this like collective um mannerism in a sense so Basically, people should always offer to take food for the person next to them before they taking food for themselves. So, like, yeah. yeah so, especially if I sit, if I'm sitting next to my grandma, I would definitely pick the food and give it to her first 
before giving it to mm-hmm. me. Sometimes my old my older cousins or my sister or brother will do it for me as well. So it's kind of like mm, you're just showing love to each other through food. Food is so important in Asian culture. It's so mm-hmm. so important. This kind of relates to customs, I feel like. So we're gonna move into celebrations, mm-hmm. and uh, I love celebrations. Yes, you can. You can also talk about them too, because I'm. I'm sure you do. Maybe you celebrate some of them. I know, like part of the story too, but not too much, like behind the Moon Festival. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, it basically just like two lovers. Just they just want to be together, but they're separated by. Uh, ooh, what is it? <laughs> it's basically it's basically <laughs> it's basically a really cute love story that I don't remember. It's like <laughs> once a year. Is it once a year they it's see once each other? Year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it? once a year. Yeah, it's once a year. And uh, she was it the the girl? She cries like a river of tears. Huh. That like, and then I think it's the clouds or is it the birds? I think it's the birds that carries her across the stream. I don't remember. I feel so sad, actually. I don't remember the story. No, it's okay. There's this new movie on Netflix. I think it's yeah. called Over the Moon. Oh my god. Right? I, do you want to watch it together? It's based on it. Yes. Let's watch it again. <laughs> it's based on the, the story of the... I think it was... Is she the moon goddess? Right? That's what she's called? Yeah. Like, she became a goddess. She basically became right? a goddess. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a, we're it's just like... We're, we're both like... I think so. I think so. Because this, this story has actually only been told to me like once or twice. And I kind of know the premise of it. It's a really be- beautiful story. And I'm really glad that we celebrate this kind of thing. It's, But yeah. Um, I I think that's like one of the most important celebrations that I wanted to just kind of talk about mm-hmm. was uh, the, the, the celebration of your, of your ancestors. Mm. So what we have... Um, uh, in our house, so we have a shrine where we have Buddha in the middle, and yeah, on the side we have a uh, it's a it's like a marble sphere of some sort. Basically, that's my grandpa who passed away. Like oh. I, I I never met him because uh, he died before I was born, but we pray to him quite often, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, what we do is we set out like a table of fruits, snacks, and traditional um, Taiwanese or Vietnamese, like depending where I am, depend, depending <laughs> where I am, um, traditional food, and we just pray. For Taiwanese one, it's kind of like a ceremony actually. Um, Hold on, wait, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of... Wait, well, well, the one we did recently wasn't like a, in a, a big ceremony. It was just more like a family dinner. Then we'll go mm-hmm. to the shrine and like pray quite for, for quite a while, actually. And it kind of just reinforces the, the idea of that, that their spirits are always with us. They're watching over us, basically. And I think it's a, it's a really beautiful thing, really. It always makes me feel connected to like my family's history, even though I don't know enough about it. 
I okay. Basically, I think the idea of praying always makes me feel connected to my family wherever I am. Like even when I'm just like reciting a few things, it just kind of it basically reminds me of times where I would um, be praying with my family. It just gives it just brings me back to like memories where I'm eating dinner with them, honestly, and then we would pray together afterwards. It's just really cute to have. Yeah. Um. No, I find comfort in praying. It's really com. It's really comforting, isn't it? It yeah. makes me feel like safer. <laughs> it's one if that of, makes sense. Yeah, if, it's one of the reasons why people turn to religion. But no, I'm 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 glad that some people are still praying, you know, to, mm-hmm. as a form of comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, it, it, I think it just brings it just brings people joy. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> I say God sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I say God sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a godly person, a godly man. <laughs> oh, listen. oh my gosh! Okay, oh, we're gonna, gonna get so like off track. We're so gonna get so off topic. Um, but do you know about Ghost Month? No. Ghost Month is basically the same thing as the Day of the Dead, but it's for a whole month. But the month begins. Uh, the month is. Uh, sorry. The month begins on the lunar calendar, so it's not like from August first to wherever. It's I can't. Oh my god, I can't remember when Moon Festival is. I think it's between July and August. Yeah, that's when it was. Um, there's a lot of crazy things that happens with Ghost Month because the gates basically open, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of people are quite superstitious about this, and some people will probably never believe these things would happen but um there are some things we can't do during ghost month for example there's some we can't eat street food because since you're outdoors right the spirit can go into the food oh you can't go swimming in public um swimming pools because the spirit will try to take you down what the the reason spoopy. why it is is super <laughs> spoopy <laughs> because why this is scary is because what they're do- these spirits are actually quite lonely they've been dead but mm. their spirits kind of linger around earth right and they're they're alone they basically just want to tr- try to drag you into the spirit world so you could be with them mm. and another thing it's really scary to be um like hanging out in public or going to mm, I don't know even like the night market too there's a lot yeah. of sorry like, it's like it's like 1am so I'm just like yeah oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> no don't worry okay no oh my gosh it, it you're totally fine no, it, I don't think I don't think it, it, I'm just like I'm happen. just like very like <laughs> it's it's this was the first time I've ever celebrated ghost month too so mm-hmm. ghost month we do like do extra praying to make sure like go um ancestors spirits please don't take us <laughs> valid mm-hmm. that's why that's we a leave, valid concern that's why we leave out food for them part of like the mm-hmm. ends like when, when we're celebrating our ancestors we leave food out for them for them to eat it's not for us i think we do eat them afterwards i don't know really um i, think I know when um i mean this isn't like a celebration or anything mm-hmm. but when we visit like my grandpa at the grave 
uh, we leave food for him. Yeah. So we're just like, we're like, hi. <laughs> I think, I, th- I don't think we do, like, like, I think we eat some of them. Um, some we don't. I actually can't quite remember, to be honest. But, yeah, it's, it, it's just things like that. Um, also, don't go out by yourself. <laughs> Oh yeah, I always I have always I have company. Mm-hmm. It's ghost. It's ghost month. Even if it wasn't ghost month, like I wouldn't want to go out no, by myself. No, I'm I'm quite I'm quite terrified at this point to go out alone anywhere. Taiwan's actually pretty safe right now. I haven't really heard any like bad juju stuff happening around, but um, <laughs> bad juju, bad juju. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So these are just some of the celebrations and uh festivals that not festival sorry these are just some of the celebrations that um we celebrate here there's definitely more for sure um Mm -hmm. but definitely something to know about for sure yeah dude i've learned a lot (laughs) from this (laughs) from this section um i will look more into ghost month Mm -hmm. when it's light out um (laughs) (laughs) because it is interesting i'm just like i'm a very i get scared very easily so oh same (laughs) if if you have trouble going to sleep later just give me a call i'm gonna call you until i fall asleep i'm just kidding i wouldn't do that to you that's like no 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 problem i'm here i'm here (laughs) um okay well this is a little unrelated but we're nearing the end of this week's episode and i made a note in our outline (laughs) that said art really does bring people together specifically k-pop okay Mm -hmm. because i feel like christine and okay we met like at twilight auditions right or was it we did but yeah we we said hi because we have a mutual friend yeah christine lim yeah 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> hi christine <laughs> hi christine if you're listening um but yeah it's just crazy because i feel like i kind of touched on this a little in the beginning but we really did get closer over quarantine like i'm so confused on I, I, how that happened i'm not sure why i think over time we got really close oh okay I honestly think the very first time we really talked was after that class in Chinese. Yeah. Like, because... Yeah. yeah, and then um, we just start sending messages, and then we, we talked more in Twilight. And then we were just kind of being really whacked Dude, together we were like, in Twilight. We were living so memes in Twilight. Like, <laughs> oh, Twilight's our K-pop dance team, by the way. <laughs> Should have acknowledged that. A plug. Plug. But, oh, yeah, plug. Uh, follow us, Chapman Twilight on instagram okay anyway but like (laughs) dude (laughs) we were always next to each other during like when we were preparing for performances and whatever so every time we make eye contact we just be like hello (laughs) we just make the dumbest faces to each other or we'll like um we'll do like a dance dance move from one of our choreos that we've done together because they're just kind of funny to us we just try to make everything super super dramatic and super funny mm. like jopping oh my, I, oh my gosh it's, it's because like during during first semester we were in almost every single cover together <laughs> i think we were in every single cover together right we did, um seven 
Yeah, we did fear and dropping. And then we did dun dun. Dun dun, yeah. <laughs> we were all wearing the same ones. <laughs> yeah, so we really did get closer because of K pop. We started sending each other like memes uh, of mostly BTS to us, but we send each other like memes all the time and just. We really, really did bond over time. And quarantine just made it even easier to like put in the effort to stay in contact which you know there's that i guess that's the bright side of quarantine yeah (laughs) so um for those people who are arguing that you have to go out you really don't (laughs) no you really don't so please stay inside and think of others no i'm kidding (laughs) if you do have to go out of course wear a mask but yeah bring hand sanitizer moral of the story All right, so that's basically all we have for today. I just wanted to thank Christine for agreeing to be on my show. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm sorry if I'm I was rambling a lot. No, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I I don't do this a lot. <laughs> Not at all. Oh my gosh, you sounded like perfectly fine. You're thank totally you. fine. <laughs> You're perfect. Uh, I love you. Uh, I miss you so much. I really hope I can see you soon. Um, Same. I miss you like crazy. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Well, okay, I'm going to plug real quick. But basically, if you'd like to stay updated on all things Represent Asian, follow the Instagram, haha, at Represent Asian Show. And if you're Asian, (laughs) if you happen to be Asian and you want to share your story, or if you're interested on in being a featured guest on an episode, please don't ever hesitate to reach out and just DM me and we can like plan it out. But thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Um, you can check out my podcast on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also follow Christine too. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is Christine Yu with two Y's. Christine YYU. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys and good night. (laughs) Thank you. Good night, guys.